Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 70, and this is Tuesday, the second week of Lent, and we're going to do the readings for Tuesday, the second week of Lent. So if you like what I do, please subscribe and share. It would be a great appreciation on my part. So let's begin. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Church, and Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter, pray for us. Saint Paul, pray for us. Saint John the Evangelist, pray for us. Saint Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Saint Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Saint Ambrose, pray for us. Saint Athanasius, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay. All right, so. Now we are in Tuesday. Okay, the antiphon, entrance antiphon, from Psalm 13. Give light to my eyes, lest I fall asleep in death. Least my enemies say I have overcome him. Give light to my eyes, least I fall asleep in death. Least my enemies say I have overcome him. Okay, so I hope everything's working out for you, everyone. Uh, as you know, I've been going through a little tough time with my uh, crazy neighbor, but I'm uh, hoping that things will work out uh, peacefully, hopefully. Okay, so uh, let's look into this book. Um, it's by the it's from Imitation of Christ, Thomas Akempis. Um, let me look for a, a shorter one, <laughs> not so long like last time. Ah, this is called the Law of Sin. Oh Lord, it's from Book Three, Chapter Fifty Five, Verse One of the Thomas Akempis's. Uh, I guess, imitation of Christ. O Lord my God, you have made me in your own image and likeness. Grant me grace, which is so necessary to ensure my salvation, so that I may overcome my corrupt nature that causes me to sin and place in me uh, and places in me danger of the loss of my soul. All too often, the law of sin opposes the law of mind. As a result of this conflict, I incline more towards giving, giving in to my sensual inclinations, nor am I able to resist those passions. Without your help, let your holy grace come to my assistance and infuse its favor into my heart. Well, that's true. You know, I've been reading a lot uh, manual on deadly sin, and it's about, it is going over Mortal sin and venial sin. Now, for mortal sin, uh, 
you need the full consent of the will, your intellect first. You know that it's mortal. It's mortal because, one, it's like deadly. It's deadly because it cuts off sanctification, the life of God in us. And when we commit mortal sin, it's like this. It's like murder is mortal sin. Adultery is mortal sin. Um, stealing. Uh, the level. Now, here's the difference. This is the level of stealing. If it's like, say, kidnapping a person, kidnapping uh, a child, that's mortal sin. Okay? Difference from, let's say, stealing a pack of gum. Big difference. Everybody can tell there's a big difference between it. Now, um, let's say, um, like I said, I said adultery. Um, now, even with, like, there's different levels. Now, like, for example, um, you abusing a parent, physical abuse of a parent is mortal sin. Uh, physical abuse, let's say, of a total stranger it's still mortal sin, but the level of degree is one is your parent who's closer to you. And let's say meeting a stranger, it's still mortal sin, but the level of degree is slightly different because it's a stranger. Okay? That's that's what it is. I mean, I know it sounds like splitting hairs, but you know what I mean. Um this is this is uh this is more, you know, this is some of the things that we need to learn. We need to learn to tell the difference between it, so that we it, it'll be good for us to understand how to. I guess you could say, make the proper judgments. Uh, for example, even though we're told not to judge, but we're talking about not judging in a vain, uh, vain way. Let's say to, to bring another person down's morale. That. I think there's a level of difference there too, because you know, bullyism has different effects, you know, different ways on people. All right, so let's go with our reading. It's something we need to learn. We need, we really need to learn to understand that. Okay, first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter one, ten to sixteen and twenty. Hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. Come now. Let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they may be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you're willing and obey, you shall eat good things of the land. But if you refuse and resist, the sword will consume you, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Okay, I'll read it a second time. Hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instructions of our God, people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they, though they be crimson red, 
they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and resist, the sword shall consume you. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is from Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10 to 16, 16 to 20. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Okay, so we see here again, this is um, Isaiah. Now, they say there's two parts to Isaiah. There's Isaiah 1 and Isaiah 2. It may be the same Isaiah. Maybe there are two Isaiahs. I don't know. But uh, I've heard this. Now, here he's calling the people. And notice what he does here. Hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. Why does he? Why does Isaiah use Sodom and Gomorrah to talk to the people of Israel? Why does he use Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah happened centuries earlier in the time of Abraham. And because the people have become immoral, they started practicing, uh, they started going after uh, idols, they started practicing human sacrifice, they started, uh, there are uh, uh, vile homosexual acts happening on the streets of Jerusalem. Uh, the people have become morally decayed they, they they've corrupted and all what happens is this is the thing most people don't understand okay sexual obsession people who are obsessed with sexual gratification are self-absorbed people they're obsessed with themselves okay now Yes, a person, like a guy who, who just wants a good time, wants to get laid, forgive me for using those words, but you know what I mean, who's looking to have a sexual experience or a woman looking to have a sexual experience, constantly obsessed with it, are obsessed with themselves. They're obsessed with themselves. The whole world doesn't exist around. It's not about love. It's about themselves it's always about themselves and they're always looking to get attention they get attention to the way they walk the way they dress they dress very vainly they walk vainly they're constantly talking about getting laid i mean i know someone at my work my job a supervisor gentleman has cuban he's from cuba always always with the sexual innuendos, always with the sexual references, always making sexual references to men, always talking about his own sexuality. I have every single homosexual person cannot stop talking about their gayness. They're always talking about their sexuality. Their sexuality is always forefront always about themselves 
mostly gay men sometimes. Once in a while, you'll meet a lesbian that will, you know, because they're always dressed. They're dressed in a way that says who they are. They got body piercings. They wear colors, colors, uh, the rainbow colors is always there. It's complete selfishness. Every conversation is about their sexuality. Every conversation is about their community. Every, every, everything they do is about themselves. The flag, everything, the music, the dance. It's always... Heterosexuals don't, don't obsess over such things. We're not always talking about our, 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 ourselves. I mean, yes, there are selfish heterosexual men and women who are constantly obsessed partying, but... They don't always put that in the front, but my goodness, with the homosexual community and with the bisexual community, it's always about that. Every conversation is dominated by it. And and here, when Isaiah is referring to them, they're, they're uh, calling them Sodom and Gomorrah. Wash yourselves. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds. From before my eyes, cease, cease doing evil, learn to do good, make justice your aim, redress the wronged, hear the orphan's plea, defend the widow. Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they may be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you're willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and resist, the sword will consume you, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it, they become selfish, self-absorbed. They have caused injustice and pain. Their sins has caused the land to suffer. Yes, I do believe that sinful actions and sinful behavior out of long, long, long suffering God. I think God has given Israel many opportunities before finally bringing it all down on their head and finally to repent. And he used the word crimson, red and crimson shows how serious their sins are. The prophet's not going to go into detail. He already told us what's going on. He called them princes of Sodom and he called them people of Gomorrah. It's all there. It's all there about them. It's all there. And I, and I truly believe it. I truly, truly believe it. And I truly believe that they finally, he's finally caught up with them and it's over. You know, that's, that's, it's all there. I don't think, I don't think trying to explain it or use some other kind of, um, because they, they, they're scholars who try to say that the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah was because they did not, they were not charitable. They were not hospitable. I've seen the footnotes. It's 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 really disgraceful, uh, the footnotes in the New American Bible and some of the scholars because they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about this exactly what happened. And the text says it. They tried to rape Lot outside his door. They wanted to rape the guests. They didn't know they were angelic, but they wanted to. They wanted to rape the guests. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. But that's exactly. And what are their responses to Lot? How dare you? 
you're a stranger and you come to live among us and you and you set yourself to you dare to judge us how dare you judge us and then they 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 wanted to attack him that's exactly what happened all right so let's move on to psalm 50 okay psalm 50 all right the responsible is the upright to the upright, I will show the saving power of God. To the upright, I will show the saving power of God. Not for your not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you, for your burnt offerings are before my, before me always. I take from your house no bullock, no goats out of your fold. To the upright, I will show the saving power of God. Why do you recite my statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth? Though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you, to the upright I will show the saving power of God. When you do these things, I shall be deaf to it. Or do you think that I am like yourself? I will correct you by drawing them before my eyes. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me and to him that goes the right way I will show the salvation of God to the upright I will show the saving power of God okay one more time Psalm 50 to the upright I will show the saving power of God not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you for your burnt offerings are before me always. I take from your house no bullock, no goats out of your fold. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. Why do you recite my statutes, statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth, though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you? To the upright I will show the saving power of God. When you do these things, I shall be deaf to it. Or do you think that I am like yourself? I will correct you by drawing them up before your eyes. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me. And to him that goes the right way, I will show the salvation of God. Okay, so I like this part. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. In other words, your sacrifices, I don't rebuke you. For your burnt offerings are before me always. I take from your house no bullocks, no goats or out of your fold. Why do you recite my statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth, though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you? Why, why, when you do these things, shall I be deaf to it? Or do you think that I'm like yourself? I will correct you by drawing them up before my eyes. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me. And to him that goes the right way, I will show the salvation of God. So, yeah, all the, the, they're following the rules and one can go through the motions, but it's the heart, the heart, the heart. The sacrifice is one thing. The physical, actual sacrifice is one thing. But what comes from the heart is what he wants. Not not just the, the, the ritual. He wants them to know him. He's a God of relationship. He wants actual, actual 
contact. He wants to he wants to see what's in your heart, which is what God does. Physical sacrifice is just physical sacrifice, but it's actual contact with God. He wants an actual relationship with you. And these things are more important to him than the actual physical sacrifice. Okay? Okay, now the gospel reading. The verse before the gospel is from Ezra, chapter 18, verse 31. Cast away from you all... It could be Ezekiel. I think it's Ezekiel. I'm sorry, Ezekiel. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed, says the Lord, and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. They preach, but they do not practice. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 23, verse 1 to 12. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things, whatever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their palliactories and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor, uh, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. Your father. Uh, call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted okay one more time a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew okay jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples saying the scribes and pharisees have taken their seat on the on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things, whatever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen, and they widen their palliactories and then lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and salutation of rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the scribes and Pharisees were 
they were the ones who controlled the synagogue. They also controlled the interpretation of the law, the Torah, the Bible. Uh, will be uh, basically the Torah is the five books of Moses. Um, they controlled a lot of things. They had power. It was uh, also kind of like there was a slight bit of power struggle between the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees controlled the temple. They controlled the priesthood. And the scribes, technically the scribes were like the the lawyers, I guess, but they were also disciples of the Pharisees. They they handled the uh, the execution of the law, the law of uh, you know, in a sense of like writing like divorces and you know uh, bills of divorces and other things. Jesus attacks him here, and he says something interesting. They uh, they take their seat on the chair of Moses, the seat of Moses. Now, uh, that's a figurative language, basically, of the authority of Moses, the chair of Moses. I don't know if there was in a public square, kind of like a seat where the Pharisees would meet, like in a like similar to the agora among the Greeks, the marketplace where they would basically uh, debate or something or make judgments. Maybe there's something similar to that, I think, but it could be just figurative language of the authority and power that they have. Um, and he says something, and this is very interesting. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. That's very important here. He's not attacking the the law of Moses Per se, he's attacking the way they practice it, the way they execute uh, their, uh, the way they go about it. He's attacking their interpretation, but the actual practice, no. But he's simply saying, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you. He's not attacking their uh, their position of authority. He's attacking their practice, how they go about it. He you know he he disagrees with. For they preach, but they do not practice. You see, it says it. He says it right there. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. Well, yeah, they they they're holding it's they're holding them down with power. This is their power. They they love their power more than the actual heart or spirit uh, of of it, the the spirit of God, the love. There's no charity in them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their palliatories. Um, I don't know if you have observed, like when uh, Jewish men, they sometimes have these boxes, these leather boxes on their forehead and on their i think their left arm i believe they with like these long strings uh this piece of scripture written in them and they would roll it around the arm it's close if they're following something where you know make sure the law is on your head and then on your written on your heart or on your uh, close to your heart so they have these these boxes, the, they wrap them. They say it once a day, usually in the morning, and then they put it away. They, it's like they use it for prayer. And it usually goes like to the tip of one of the uh, the, the fingers, the two fingers, which represent the, the, the two tablets of the law, I believe. Um, 
And um, he says, and he's, he goes on to say, they widen their palate, in other words, they make it really extremely big um, and lengthen their tassels, the tassels uh, of their prayer shawls or something that they have. Usually there's two in the front and in the back, which represents the four corners of the earth. And it's like almost like um, a scapula over their shoulder, over their shoulder. Uh, kind of looks like a poncho almost. And, um, you know, they want to, you know, he said they, it's all for show, he's saying here. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor at, in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and salutation of rabbi. They love to be called rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher and you are all brothers. Now, he's not speaking literally. What he's saying here is don't be like them. Don't use your position, your religious position, so you can get, uh, you can get treated better. You can get treated better at banquets. You can get best seats. You can get the best positions. People can, can bow to you literally like they're bowing to the kissing your feet. He's saying don't ab don't ab abuse your religious position. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So you can you can like you can freeload. So you can, you know, you can basically for your ego, your pride, because then he's saying you become shallow and you become a hypocrite. He doesn't want that. He's not saying like, don't, don't abuse the title rabbi don't, or teacher don't, or master. Don't, don't abuse, uh, you know, don't abuse it for your, for your, so you can get, you can be treated good, you know? <clears throat> okay. So that goes on. Um, you have but one teacher, and, and all of you are brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Again, he is saying, don't observe. He's, Paul said, I am your spiritual father. There's nothing wrong with that. I know Protestants have ran with that and abused it, but it's true. There are people that love love these positions and we've seen that i mean how many of our clergy have mingled with politicians and i mean come on i remember i i work at the, a museum i work at a museum and um one time um they invited a cardinal <clears throat> and the cardinal um you know loves uh you know was invited to a, a big party opening of a of an exhibit and uh, someone wanted him to wear his ecclesiastical cardinal robe. He wanted, they wanted him to show up in those robes, uh, you know. And he, I know this for a fact. He um, he does love to go to the cloisters. <laughs> I heard, and he he loves to be treated well over there. So. All I'm saying is they love they love these positions. You see them on TV, how they mingle with politicians and how they 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 love to be invited to these the, the, these banquets and these parties. And it's 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 shameless. It's shameless behavior. They do that in every corner of the earth. Uh, the, you know, these cardinals, they love it. And maybe, you know, maybe they're being sincere, maybe they think they're fulfilling a role, but unfortunately, especially when politicians are scandalous and we notice that they don't speak up. They don't speak up. They don't speak up, especially when politicians are bad Catholics. And he goes on here. Do not be called master. Um, 
you do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. And I, now rabbi means teacher and master. It can mean that. But technically, again, like I am saying, of course, no one's going around calling themselves Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. These are important because we we're living in a tough time. Catholicism has lost a lot of respect. And unfortunately, it's the same. I'm guessing I'm guessing if we talk to Orthodox Christians, Eastern Orthodox Christians, they'll tell us the same thing. It happens in the East as well as it happens in the Western Church. And it's sad and it's very, you know, this is one of the things why I think the church, the church leaders have to, they really need to pull back. You know, and, you know, the good part is, the good part is, is that the conservative part of the church is growing. The liberal part of the church is decreasing. They have, they have less kids, sometimes no kids. So if you go to places where there's a Latin mass and there's, they, people want to, they want their faith to be authentic and they want their faith. They want, they want, they want to see, they want, people want an authentic Catholicism. They're sick and tired of this liberal. And I think also the John Paul, the Pope John Paul II or conservatives as well as the Benedict, they're also starting to realize it. They're starting to see the problems too. They're starting to see how things have gotten really bad. People don't, that the faith has become like the Anglican church. They behave like Anglicans. Look what, look how Anglicanism is slowly dying out. They've liberalized, they made themselves so liberal. And I think a lot of these guys, it's really more because they want to be in the world. Real Catholicism, hopefully true, authentic Catholicism. Can It, it goes back to being orthodox. And I think we need we need to do that. We need to practice that, you know. But again, it's not about for show. It's not about for authority. It's not about for to to be like you know like the Pharisees or the scribes. It's about being holy. We need to develop that that closeness that we that we once had. All right, um, let's you know. I mean, you know, like there's just like there's no. There's no Catholic community anymore. There's no, there's no unity in fasting. There's no unity in praying. In, in pr- there's like there's no pride. People come, they go to mass, and they disappear, and we wait for next week. There's no authenticness. There's no substance anymore. Sometimes I I feel very alone in my Catholicism. Nobody shares my views. I mean, I, I only sh- I only connect with people on the internet. I don't connect to people in my community. I don't connect to people in, in, in my job. There's nobody, nobody. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you. And I, and I hear the same thing from all, all fellow Catholics, those who are on the internet. We're, we're, there's an internet community, but there's no parish community anymore. The parish life is dead. It's dead. And you can see that even with the priests, they can't wait. It's over so they can go back, you know, go back doing whatever they're doing, go back to whatever they want to do. I honestly, they can, you can see that they rush through it. They want to see you come, but they can't wait till finally you're out the door. 
All right, let's uh, end it with an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a St. Michael. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. May God bless us and may God strengthen us and give us the grace we need. May God please make us holy and draw us closer to him. And may God bless all of you. All right, please pray for me. And please pray for the church. And please, please, please pray for the Pope. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless, and I'll be back again soon.